3: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
2: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Okay, Akiva. So this is a pre-podcast discussion between the two of us. Yeah. The first podcast of our 32 fans in 32 days that we recorded, which we recorded by now almost two weeks ago was the afc east your division yeah and the recording was a cluster f
4: yeah it was the, how many episodes of this podcast have we done in the last year uh
0: i forget the exact number i can count I we missed our 80. anniversary
4: we didn't celebrate our anniversary, our first anniversary.
0: oh i think our anniversary was today because i got a facebook reminder that or at least we 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 published the first episode today
4: oh wow okay so we today being august 11th and how many how many years how many episodes did we do in one year?
0: 71. This is this will post when this post this is the 73rd episode we've done.
4: So 73 in a year never missing a week and I think the AFC East podcast is probably the worst one we've ever done. Oh, for
5: sure.
0: Now, to be clear, it's not the fault of our guests. Our guests were great. It's mostly
4: the fault of our guests.
0: Well, their technology was not so great. No. Yeah, so well, let's let's go through and critique them one by one. So uh, on this week's podcast, we uh, we preview the AFC East. So for the Jets, we had our usual threesome of mm. Akiva, Harold, and Av.
4: Dream threesome. Yeah.
0: None of you had working technology. Yeah. Uh, you, well, you, you didn't show up until forty five minutes
4: late. Yeah, I was late. So I was at we. Uh,
0: yeah. So I tried to record the podcast out of order. Uh,
4: much like, to listen, I as much as I wanted to not only watch my kids take two hours to finish their dinner at the restaurant and then like yell for ice cream afterwards which took another 20 minutes for them to eat like i, I would have much rather be podcasting with you than like watching my kids finish their sushi or whatever talking
0: about the jets is that that exciting
4: yeah that, even if even if we're doing the nfc west then we're just talking about like the la rams for an hour yeah. i i would much rather be talking about the jaguars any team other, you know no like i'm fine with my kids but not like watching them eat at 9 30 at night Kids at a restaurant is never great. That's true.
0: Yeah, so you showed up 45 minutes late, so I I sort of recorded various segments out of order, so we didn't have a good flow. So we had our two Jets fans. Av, instead of downloading Skype, was going from some sort of, like, web-based Skype, which was dropping nonstop. Mm -hmm. And Harold, I don't really know what Harold's story was, but you could only hear one out of every four
4: words that he said. Okay.
0: Then we had our, our beloved Mike... Clark, the uh, Yankee slash Patriots fan.
4: Yeah, a uh, big uh, Kayla Harrison judo fan today. I found out. Is that somebody who won a gold medal? He loves he loves uh, Simone Biles. That's his favorite gymnast. Yeah.
0: So Mike was recording live from a construction site. His technology was fine, but there was so much background noise that his audio was, was quite poor. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of trucks going in reverse. So you heard a lot of beep beep beeps and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, said the little blue truck. I hope we you take a, that out what my children's book joke (laughs) uh do you know that book or no
4: no i i like i I don't have kids that little anymore i mean i have one but whatever i did that already you're not holding with kids' books anymore? No, I don't know what's going
0: on. Well, you just had the whole conversation about Peppa Pig in the, in the episode. That oh, yeah, my I
4: two-year-old, but he doesn't like books. He likes destroying things. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> who, who else can we blame here? All right, so actually, Dale, our Bills fan, and Esther, our Dolphins fan, their, their technology was fine, but, yeah. but it was mostly the Jets and the Patriots, the, the best teams in the division last year, who really drag, drug it down. Yeah, drag, drag, yeah. Drag, yeah and the Vikings it.
4: fan. You you did a lot of dragging down.
0: Yeah, well, I always do, but not because my technology. No. So, yeah, so all in all, it was a disaster, so we're critiquing our podcast. This is really a great advertising. You should really listen to the next hour because we're telling no, you right now I'm, that it's we're, be terrible. I'm saying
4: don't listen to it. It's awful. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I was being sarcastic. For a,
4: but yeah, but for like complete sake, if you want to listen, listen. But and it's for like, 32 fans. Complete It's yeah. not like awkward, awful, or funny. Like there's just no reason to listen to it. Probably. Well,
0: just the technology, it, it, the audio quality is not good. So we start. You and I, when we recorded this, which, again, was a while ago by the time this is posting, mm-hmm. we, had, we had had a, a, a week of fighting. Yeah. And, and so we started the podcast. Again, we recorded out of order. So the part of the podcast that comes first, which is the intro, which we actually recorded last, yeah. was you telling the story of our fights. But, like, all of your audio got dropped off. Yeah, and I had a lot the, of
4: great lines and, like, great one-liners, great jokes. None of it well, made
0: no, it. No, yeah, none of it made it. Uh, you're in, like, an attic in Florida somewhere.
4: Yeah, I was in an attic in Florida. Yeah.
0: I guess when you're in Florida, you want to be as high as possible, right? Because, like, the sea levels are rising. Wait, well, there's no the basements in Florida. Yeah. Where's where the safest place? Well, the safest place to be is not in Florida, obviously. Oh, sure. But but if you're going to be in Florida, where's, like, the place you want to be the most? Mm. I would say a Rays or a Marlins game because there's nobody else there. Yeah,
4: yeah. So. yeah there's no way you're going to get, like, yeah. trampled or anything like that. Yeah, that's safe. Uh, no, but a Marlins game, you could get hit by, like, an errant Giancarlo Carlos Stanton, you know, hit. And, and that's, that's yeah, it that's Yeah, that's Maybe true. Maybe ra- yeah, a Rays game is probably much safer.
0: Yeah, well, except that sometimes you know, like like Miguel Sano's hitting balls off the uh, those uh, those catwalks they have up there, and then it can shoot down at a strange
4: ricochet, and you might not be prepared. Yeah, I'm for not it. worried about the twins hitting. That would be a, a very ironic way to die, if a twin batter hit you.
0: So Miguel Sano has played two series in Tampa in his career, mm-hmm. and bo- in both series he did something that nobody else has ever done. So he hit last last year. He hit a a ball off of catwalk B, which had never been done before. Okay. And it just was, a reminder,
4: uh, this is a football podcast now. Yeah.
0: Okay. Anyways, I'm just saying um, he's been just go to Deadspin and search uh, Tampa Bay Rays Miguel Sano. You'll, or yeah. you, you don't have to go First,
4: to the uh, First, refresh my article a few more times because it yeah. topped 100,000 whole... views, but let's get it to 200,000.
0: It's kind of incredible, but this intro to the podcast is as bad as the podcast that's coming.
4: This is a terrible intro. No, this is great. This is much better than the podcast. Keep listening oh. <laughs> to the intro. The second Chester's, okay, welcome back to another episode of 22 Fans in 32 Days. We're here with, you know, once he starts doing that, please shut it off. What's worse, Tim Kaine's Donald Trump
0: impression or your Chester impression?
4: I haven't heard Tim Kaine's. I'm really trying to avoid all politics. That's The best part of the Olympics, has been a total reprieve. Donald Trump could, I think he scaled like Trump Tower yesterday with suction cups. I'm not paying attention, but yeah. he could do whatever he wants and I'm ignoring him for the next two weeks.
0: Oh, so are you saying so he's trying to get the crazy out of the way right now? Because his it, crazy has been risen to like a whole nother level. Yeah,
4: like say something really dumb tonight. It's fine. People will just be paying attention to Michael Phelps.
0: Like like what? Like threaten to assassinate Hillary Clinton.
4: <laughs> nah, that's old news. Oh, so you are paying attention a little bit. Like it what I just say like wacky stuff. Like guarantee he could win five gold medals if he was in the Olympics in different sports tonight. Yeah. we like claim he won five gold medals. That's Kim
0: Jong un level. Sure. Yeah. Is there anything else we got to say in this preview? Oh, we should ask for uh, reviews, right? We haven't done that in a while.
4: Don't no. Don't ask for a review this episode; it'll be a bad. Yeah, review. that's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, wait till you listen to another episode. The other, uh, the other episodes, I think, have got pretty good feedback so far. So, listen to another preview episode. So, do you want to talk very briefly about the AFC East now that we can actually sure. hear Sure. Yeah, audio? we can talk
4: about the AFC East. I got nothing right. better to
0: do. Yeah, let's not let's not like say too much because we're gonna ruin. But the, the awful me,
4: preview. Okay, I don't want to yeah. ruin the preview. G- we've give me like okay. Those give
0: those me two do. sentences on the Miami Dolphins.
4: Obviously, everything depends on if Tannehill makes a jump. I don't think he makes a jump. I do like Gaze. He's already
0: like 29 years
4: old. I know. And, and I, I, I like Gaze a lot. So I think that the jump comes from Gaze improving the rest of the team. Their coaching situation was so abysmal last year. And again, that was the team I did predict to win the Super Bowl, if you're a long-time <laughs> listener, you remember. Um, but I think just from getting rid of the uh, anti-Semitic wife of the former cornerback, I feel yeah. like I feel like it's just like Mika uh, M- Mika Grimes. I feel yeah. like... They're good for another couple wins. I, I think they, they have a chance at doing what the Jets did, which is like hovering last year, hovering around the 9 seven, ten, and 6 mark, and, and if that gets you the the playoffs. Oh, wow, you are very grade.
0: positive about the Dolphins. Wow. No,
4: I, that's their uh, absolute ceiling, but I, I like Adam Gase a lot. Yeah, I guess. Guy so, won a um, Super Bowl with, uh, you know, Peyton Manning, at yeah. quarterback. All
0: right, so he's a quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator. The team won because they're defense,
4: and so that makes him a good coach.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, What about the Bills? Give me your your blurb on the Bills.
4: Yeah, I think it's over for Rex. I think he doesn't make it through this season. There's a lot of talent. They have the second most talent in the division. Oh, for sure. Yeah, No question. But I just think Rex wears at his welcome pretty quickly.
0: Here's the thing: their defense is going to be better than last year. The problem is, I think their offense is going to be worse because there's no way, you're no, there's no way you're getting what you got from Tyrod Taylor last year, and also there's probably very little chance you're getting from the running backs. I read somewhere that they had the most twenty-plus yard touchdown runs last year and the most fifty-plus yard run touchdown runs, mm-hmm. but their running game was not particularly good. Even including those. So basically, it was sort of an anomaly.
4: Yeah, and they got a career year out of their line. Like, is an aging Richie Incognito going to have another, like, dominant season? Also,
0: uh, the Raglan, who we, you know, when we recorded the podcast, he was still healthy, but he's probably out for the year now, linebacker. So their defense might not. Yeah. Uh, I think their defense will still be better. but t- No, yeah, their me- defense
4: will be fine. Uh, to me, I, I, I think Rex is the biggest issue. I just think that he's he's got a lot of Trump in him, and I you know it, it's like it's cute at the beginning, and then it just wears on you after a while. I think. So,
0: do you think that their season takes a turn for the worst, like midway through the year after Election Day? He sort of becomes depressed when, when Trump loses in a like a, in a dramatic, historic way. Uh,
4: a nice mm-hmm. knockdown from the British fighter on the Uzbeki fighter. Okay, uh, to answer you know, your you question, know, you know
0: what's great when you're live watching an Olympic event that will be like super old by the time this post. Oh,
4: nobody cared about it even before. Oh, yeah. This guy is getting smashed. All right, smashed. okay, fine.
0: Uh, the Jets, quick take on the Jets, your beloved Jets.
4: You know, they could go. They could be all over the map. I'm obviously always pessimistic. I think they're going to yeah. be 6 and 10. I just, I think that the the line for them between 10 and 6 and, and 6 and 10 is so thin. Oh, my God. That was a ferocious knockdown by the British fighter. And um, there's no way that they could let this continue. The guy couldn't even stand up when he was walking around. What did you time.
0: think of the Brandon Marshall, Antonio Brown bet? What's the bet? The- I
4: don't even know about it. What's the bet?
0: So Brandon Marshall and Antonio Brown made a bet over who has more receiving yards this year. Yeah. And they, and they each bet a car, but this is Brandon Marshall, the, w- the wily old veteran. He, if he loses, he has to give a car, but the car is actually being provided by some car dealer. Whereas if Antonio Brown loses, he has to give his personal Ferrari. That's insane. It's a no-lose for Brandon Marshall, which is good because there's no chance in hell it, that Brandon Marshall is winning this bet. It's a
4: Ferrari either way.
0: No, it's, it, it was like a, it was like Antonio Brown's Ferrari versus Brandon Marshall's. Like he was in a car dealership and they had – it was not as nice a car. Hold on. That's insane. Hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let me
4: find this. Podcast. No, we don't need facts on this podcast. Don't look at up.
0: All right. Okay. It's Antonio Brown's customized Rolls-Royce. And by the way, you got to see this thing. It's, it's pretty cool to look at.
4: Now, this is a, a no-lose bet for Antonio Brown if he stays healthy. Because even okay, if Marshall it, has a monster year, if they okay, both play okay, – yeah. So it's a Porsche plus against plus a Rolls-Royce.
0: So first of all, this Rolls-Royce – probably costs you know maybe half a million dollars the porsche costs what maybe a hundred thousand and the porsche is coming from a dealer so it's not even any wait can i tell you how
4: they're not gonna let them buy no okay yeah keep going sorry okay
0: yeah so um i think the jet season is gonna be much like brandon marshall's bet it's gonna be you're gonna lose but if you were you know you were if you were expecting to win then you're asking for trouble and then the patriots the problem is their schedule's so easy the first month, so even with Garoppolo
4: they're not really going to suffer. Uh yeah, I'm not I'm not concerned about the Patriots. You go two and two, you're fine.
0: What do you think about with uh with Marty B Martellus Bennett on the other side of Gronk? Do you think that's going to really help their offense? Yeah, I mean
4: if they could keep the double tight ends healthy and in of prison, like, you know, if yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they're ever able to do that, then it, it's an unstoppable force cuz you can't you can't guard Gronk and Bennett. But Gronk literally hasn't stayed healthy for one full season more than one time in his whole career.
0: Yeah. Well, but if you get a dozen games out of him...
4: Yeah, okay, and then and then ultimately his health didn't matter last year because they, their offensive line was on eighth stringers by the AFC Championship game. So it remains to be seen how much their line is rebuilt. On paper, it's not that fantastic. I mean, he just needs a mediocre offensive line, and they're the best team in the AFC. But I don't know yeah. if they have a mediocre offensive line.
0: All right, so now that we've previewed the AFC East... Let's go to our podcast where we're actually going to preview. By the this
4: way, oh, so they just had a, a, a commercial on TV for Florence Foster Jenkins, a movie starring Hugh Grant and Meryl Streep.
0: Oh, I just listened to an interview with Meryl I'm Streep. I'm going to say podcast. right
4: now, if you said a Kiva, right go to the movie theater, it's like 5 minutes away, I'll give you 10 grand, I would really have to stop and think about it. Oh,
0: come on. That's ridiculous.
4: I, that's an absurd. There's no way I could sit through that movie. I'd have to like sit through it and pass a test on it at the end. How about that? I don't think I could do it. Well, first of all,
0: it's Meryl Streep meryl streep is always good yeah she's overrated oh <laughs> uh where did she finish our greatest american greatest living american uh
4: was she in our list
0: oh i'm sure she was yeah she, i'm just she kidding she's
4: fine but i'm not a Hugh grant guy
0: i actually so i listened to this podcast interview with meryl streep today mm-hmm. and then i went down like a meryl streep rabbit hole i went on her wikipedia okay. page and then i started clicking like i read about her parents and her husband yeah and her kids uh, and then I read like a bunch of interviews with her, and then I read like an excerpt from the bi- and the, the the unauthorized biography about her. So I really went, I really and went. And what, down what
4: was your takeaway? She a good person?
0: Yeah, I mean, she seems to be. She seems. She's just like she's like excellent at everything she does. She's like so good. Basically, uh, okay. Now we're talking about Meryl Streep. Apparently, that's fine. AMC's that's fine. It's better than podcast. like the le-
4: the longer <laughs> we keep people away from the AFC's preview, it's better. <laughs>
0: Uh, so she was like a like a nerdy curly haired loser when she mm-hmm. was like twelve year, when she was like twelve years old.
4: And I'm speaking to someone who is an expert on nerdy curly haired losers. But okay, oh
0: fine. for sure, exactly. But Actually, I have no me,
4: idea if your hair is curly. I I don't pay really attention yeah. that. Well, so
0: especially I when I was twelve years old, it was. But then she decided that mm-hmm. she was going to become popular. And so Ooh. because because she's such a good actress, she immediately she like changed her hairstyle. She got contact lenses. She intent she learned how to giggle in a feminine way. And she immediately became the most popular girl in her school, and she was voted homecoming queen.
4: Yeah, that story sounds apocryphal.
0: Well, well no. So she, this is not nothing from her. So she refuses to speak about herself, and she was like okay. really upset about the biography apparently mm-hmm. because her attitude is the whole job as an actor is to pretend, and I don't want anybody going beneath the curtain and seeing who I actually am. Oh, don't still be in, so
4: precious, Meryl Day Lewis. Uh, anyways,
0: so but I saw these pictures of her when she's twelve, and then I saw these pictures of her when she's fifteen, and it's quite oh. a transform. Oh, so you're anyway. saying
4: she, when she was underage, she was very attractive. Is that what you're saying?
0: <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so basically, what the, the 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 biography basically interviewed everybody like who went to school with her, around mm-hmm. her, yeah, from like elementary school all the way through, you know, like Yale, and and she would not she would not participate in it because she's very, you maybe think it's faux modesty, but she's very modest and and really mm-hmm. just she she says you know she doesn't want until her career is done she doesn't really want to talk about herself. Okay, so. Anyway, uh, it made reading about her today made me more of a fan of her than would I would. Would you read am. the
4: book now that you went down the rabbit hole?
0: I feel like I got like you got a it. solid twenty yeah. percent
4: of it. Yeah, you got. And it. it's, I hear it's you. not like
0: it's not like I'm desperate for more Meryl Streep info right now. Do
4: you have any book recommendations? People going to the beach; it's the summer. Yeah, I do actually. Okay, what's your book recommendation?
0: So right now I'm going back and forth between uh, three books. One of them, which I actually mentioned on the podcast, you made fun of me, is called A Man in a Hurry. And it's a book about the world's greatest walker. He was a competitive walker in the late 19th century.
4: Wait, is this the uh, like race walker,
0: Edward Payson Weston? He was the most famous athlete in the world in like 18. Well, do you because
4: something. I made a joke in the Deadspin article. I said go read a book instead yeah. of yeah. Uh, I then, know, and and then someone in the comments was like, might I recommend? Is this that yeah? Book? I know,
0: that, and I said that to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's you should, um, you
4: should tell that person that you that you read the book.
0: Edward Payson Weston is the name of the guy. Oh, it's 1910. He walked from California to New York in 77 days, and he was 71 years old at the time. The other book recommendation, so David Remnick, the editor-in-chief of The New Yorker, did you Mm -hmm. know that he was a sports writer? That's how he started his career? Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, Uh, I I think I knew that. that. So um, after Muhammad Ali died, newsflash, by the way, uh, spoiler alert for those who are behind Muhammad Ali died. stop it. (laughs) So I was listening to an old interview with, with David Remnick from like 1998 when the book came out. He wrote a book called King of the World about Muhammad Ali, so I bought that book. I started reading that. That's been very good.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you couldn't pay me to read a Muhammad Ali book anymore. I just think like I'm I've oversaturated with Ali You're stuff. Over.
0: All right. And then my third one is A Safe Haven, which is a book about Harry Truman and recognizing Israel in 1948 mm-hmm. by Alice Radosh and Ronald Radosh, who I assume are married to each other. Oh, man. But- Can you
4: imagine writing a book with your wife? <laughs> that sounds horrible. I hope they're, okay. I hope they're so brother and sister.
0: It's funny you mention that because The World's Greatest Walker, A Man in a Hurry, Edward Payson Weston, yeah. that has three authors, Nick Harris, Helen Harris, and Paul Marshall. Can you imagine being the third wheel oh boy. writing a book with a married couple? I feel
4: like you could probably pull, you know, pit them each, each against each other. You could probably do something with that.
0: But, like, what is going on with this race walker that they needed three people to write a book
4: about? Him? That's a lot of people writing one book. Usually
0: you have one author, and then you have, like, you credit people who were, like, helped with the research.
4: But
6: I did. I, I was
4: thinking, it, like, you know, I wrote this list, and now maybe, like, if I want to do a little freelance writing, like, what if I wanted for next baseball season, you know, to rank all 750 opening day players from 1 to 750? Something just as an idea.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I said to you. This podcast happens to be a podcast that already does all kinds of rankings, mm-hmm. and we, and by we, I mean you, or me, you know, or I can help you, or you can do it by yourself either way, but, like, ha- has already done all the legwork of, of yeah. putting together the list. Well, that's
4: list. what I was thinking. So now, then I was thinking, like, oh, could Chester could do the, the statistical analysis. I would never let you write one word, but – you could do the statistical analysis, and uh, you, you could do a co byline but I'm not sure it would work out. I feel like we get into a big fight the first Yeah, time. I don't
0: know. I don't, honestly, I don't know how you write anything with anybody. Like in college, I had a couple times where I'd, it had to be like a group paper. Yeah. But I didn't really trust anybody else with yeah. my grades. Right. So this is totally getting off topic. No,
4: right? no, it's fine.
0: Yeah. So I took a class. I took a class, uh, a political science class called Human Rights. And in our class, we had we had groups of four that had to write a final paper together. And again, like with all due respect to the other people in my class. You know, I want to make sure I'm going to get an A, and how do I know that these people are going to get me an A? So, what I said to the other three is, I said, you guys just do the research on one quarter of the project, and then send me your research, and then I'll actually write the paper because, you know, then I could sort of trust myself. And they were happy to do that because it meant less work for them. So, I did that. And the other three the other people sent me like emailed me the night before it was due and then I wrote the whole paper. I stayed up all night and one of the four never sent anything. And I, I called him, I emailed him, no response, no response, no response. So I ended up like as part of my all-nighter, I had to do his research and write his part also. And I was pretty pissed, but I'm not gonna rat him out, you know, snitches get stitches. So I submitted the paper, all four names are on it, and he gets we got an A and all four of us get an A. About a month or two later, I get an email from somebody say, Congratulations, your paper has been accepted for publishing in some political science journal. And I'm like, what? And so it turns out that the one of the four of us who had done none of the work mm-hmm. after the class was over, submitted the paper to some journal and submitted it with himself as author and with assist with research assistance by three other people.
4: <laughs> Did you do anything about it?
0: Yeah. So I wrote back to the person. Well this is undergrad
4: the, or grad school?
0: This is an undergraduate.
4: Okay. Harvard. This is a pen I mean pen.
0: This is a pen. So I wrote back to, the, to the, the editor of the journal and I said, hey, the guy who submitted this paper had nothing to do with this paper. The paper was written principally by me. The other two people helped. This guy, who's taking credit for the entire thing now, actually did nothing. And it's pretty ballsy of him. I mean, that's like a ballsy move on that's his part. That's insane. You know? Yeah, if it was one yeah. of the
4: helpers, it would be one thing.
0: And what'd you do? It's not even like he submitted us all as co-authors. He submitted just himself as the author and then us as like his assistants.
4: Right. It wasn't four equals.
0: Yeah, it was it was kind of incredible.
4: What so what what happened?
0: What she did is she says, Well do you still want to submit this for publication? I'm like, Well, I mean I wasn't I wasn't planning on it, but if it, if you've already accepted it, I won't say no. And then what they did was they submitted it with my name, I think actually hold on. I think I have it somewhere here. Let me find it. Um Oh yeah, look, it's right here. Oh, yeah. So what they did is they submitted it with all four names in alphabetical order, which I mine happened to be first. But the point is that that this guy Ahmed Hassan had submitted himself as the sole author when he was actually the least author of all four of us. Well, don't so, call out
4: his name. No, no I'm calling
0: why? It. I'm calling him out. He's a jerk. He didn't do the work. He screwed me over. I had to pull an all-nighter and then after the fact he tried to steal credit for everything.
4: Did you confront him about it also or just the lady?
0: No, I I didn't really want to. So, I don't know exactly what happened between the editor and him, but obviously she must have said to him, "Hey, listen, it's going, but you're not going it's not going to be listed as you as author, it's going to be the four co-authors." So – and he must have been happy to even get away with that because, again, he really didn't – he didn't oh, – yeah, you should
4: You should have probably not let it be published, I think, at that point.
0: Well, but I mean if – but if they're going to publish a paper that I wrote, why would I not want to?
4: Yeah, I guess.
0: And it's not like this – it's not like it was – it's not like this is some top journal. It's some random journal that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. But, so but, – but anyways. But, yeah, but the point of that story was I don't really know how do you write something collectively as a group where unless it's just – you know, if, if, if you, you, you can take turns with chapters or something. But I don't know how you write a book with somebody else.
4: All right. Anyway, enjoy, or I guess with well, the opposite of enjoy this episode. Bye.
2: I'm in this world and they made Welcome me a back monster. And plans. if to feature on your record, it it'll Chester, cost you. i so
0: many, many men turn in monsters and call them Deadspin author by word count in history. Akiva Wienerker. Akiva, how are you today?
4: I'm doing great. I'm Megan here with all my Deadspin cash.
0: Yeah, you, uh, Akiva, you and I have been fighting a lot the last week or so, and, and you equated us to a marriage, which, you know, I, I gotta be honest, I'm, I'm getting less sex from this podcast than I am from my wife, so if we're a marriage, we definitely do need counseling. <laughs> You're the one who said who equated us to a yeah, marriage. I
4: mean listen, I uh, I, I this is a very, we bicker all that. <laughs> we got to the stage of argument argument where it was too annoying to like type out like what we were saying. We got, got on <laughs> Skype and we and when then we talked for like an hour. it much of like very much of like uh, dealing with my wife.
0: Well you know another way that it felt like dealing with my wife? The point in the in the conversation when I went into the bathroom and was in the bathroom and you asked me if I was in the bathroom and I lied and no, said I course, wasn't. Of course you this,
4: it was like very tinny and I knew you were in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right Akiva so we, I am excited quadruple header as we are previewing the entirety of the AFC East so uh, we have four guests with us tonight the uh, we'll go in a uh, reverse order of success last season not not as a person but uh, the team that you're a fan of <laughs> so we'll start with uh, the Miami Dolphins fan Esther Birnbaum Esther uh, you still work at Paul Weiss is that correct it is. It's yeah, not so the same yeah, without you. Yeah, so you work at the law firm that I was at.
4: Wait, do you uh, – is this like a thing that we go into everyone's employment before we before we talk about their team? Well, no, but
0: I – you know, look, that was is my that, law firm until five months. Is that
4: m- like a, the, the new wrinkle in 2016? <laughs> We're going to ask everyone where they work.
0: <laughs> look, Akiva, you know that when I was at Paul Weiss, where I was until about five months ago, it was frustrating doing an NFL podcast because being at the law firm of Ted Wells, the law firm that produced the Wells Report, I sure. could not give my honest opinions about Ghazi or deflate gate as it's known so esther i'm just wondering and i'm not trying to get you in trouble and that's a lie i clearly am but how hard is it to be on a podcast with a patriots fan when you're not able to express your true opinions about deflate gate
5: um it's
0: time to move on i don't want to get you in trouble. i don't want you to lose your job okay i'm moving on okay we're moving on okay and next we have a uh, dale hodge dale you are working hard every single day to make america great again is that correct <laughs>
1: Yeah, I wouldn't use those words exactly, but I am trying to make the general public much more enlightened. Yes.
0: Dale, do you know a was a huge Trump
1: supporter? Huge. Huge. Uh well we'll we'll have to discuss that a different time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Um, and, uh, and speaking of distasteful characters, uh, here for the, <laughs> for the New England Patriots is, is Michael Clark. Michael, you are a Patriots fan and a Yankees fan. Is that Well, actually, hold on a second. So the tables have turned in Major League Baseball. The Yankees were sellers at the trade deadline. So have you bought your Chris Bryant jersey yet? He used to be a Lakers fan, but I, I think he's a Warriors fan, at least since uh, July 1st. Is that correct, Mike?
7: You guys haven't <laughs> All right, All
0: right. Um, then, of course, we have the usual. <laughs> wow. Mike, uh, wait, I will give you a chance to defend yourself. Uh, what year did you become a Yankees fan? Uh, birth. So, uh,
7: 1986. 1996?
0: 1986, man. Oh, okay. Wait, wait what year were you born? <laughs>
7: 1986. Birth, oh. I said. I was put in Yankee oh. pajamas when I was a baby. All
0: right. Okay, fine. That's acceptable. Look, if, if your parents brought you up that way, then uh, we can't blame you. It's really their fault. And then, of course, we have our usual clown car of Jets fans. Uh, Akiva brings both Av and Harold on. Harold, I tried to uh, block you from the podcast last week.
3: I was told by a number of your listeners that that was the case because I was too optimistic. I, I'm, I was almost right last year. They had ten wins. I predicted eleven. What do you want from me? To be wrong? Yeah, you
0: you predicted them to make the playoffs. Did they make the playoffs?
3: Almost. They were one quarter away.
0: That'd All be- right. Okay. So uh, let's let's jump right into these rosters and these teams, and let's take a look at these teams in 2016 and figure out if they're going to be better or worse than they were last year.
4: Tell me, baby,
0: So let's start at the bottom of the division, at least based on last year's standings. And so that is, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Esther, I think uh, you guys entered the season last year with uh, playoff hopes and things uh, started very, very badly and they only got worse. I think Bill Simmons had the joke once years ago. He said that the Dolphins collapse is like Hanukkah. It comes every year sometime in December, but nobody has an idea when. And uh, last year (laughs) it came in September. So let's start with your offense. Is your offense going to be better or worse than last year?
5: Well, you can only hope that they're better, but um, I think expectations are pretty low for it after, you know, so many years of collapse, but you have to think that it's going to go as far as Tannehill can take it, and he has a lot of good weapons, he has, like, a solid receiving core. Hopefully, running backs that can stay healthy, so we'll see how far it can go. When
0: Adam Gase is speculating about bringing in 40-something-year-old Peyton Manning, does that
5: give you confidence in Ryan Tannehill? (laughs) (laughs) You mean bringing him into camp?
0: That's what I heard. Aren't they talking about that?
5: Um, Well, he was there this week. He was there with Marino, standing next to each other.
0: Is your expectation that this offense is better or worse than last
5: year? Uh, My expectation is better, um, just because I don't think it can be much worse. With Devontae Parker and Jarvis Landry as receivers who hopefully can make huge plays on the ball, even if it's not thrown, you know, perfectly, you have to hope it's better. My expectation is that it's going to be better. My expectation is that um, Adam Gase is going to help Ryan Tannehill out, and I think that's like the main focus. I think the office can offense can only go as far as how good Ryan Tannehill can be. And what about with Lamar Miller gone, who's going to be the running back? The running back is going to be Arian Foster as long as he stays healthy. I mean, Arian Foster is competing with Jay Ajayi for starting running back. Right now, Ajayi is injured again. I think he has a right knee bruise. You have to assume if Foster can stay healthy, it's going to be Foster. But When's the last time Arian Foster was healthy? Right. So, you mean, <laughs> at least for a few games, hopefully he will be starting. If not, it'll be Ajayi, if not, um, Kenny and Drake has been... I think he's been practicing a lot in camp. I think he's the rookie. So really, honestly, I think it's going to all depend on who stays healthy, and they don't have... I mean, they have Damian Williams, who they used on goal line stands last year, but he really hasn't shown that much potential. So I I think it's pretty wide open, and I think health is a really big issue at running back.
0: All right, so let's go to the defense now for a second. You know, you have a bunch of old guys like Cameron Wake and Mario Williams. You have the guys that the Eagles literally were paying people to take, that, uh, <laughs> like uh, Keiko Alonzo and Byron Maxwell. And then you have Dominican Sioux, who's amazing, but uh, doesn't seem too interested in playing in Miami, which is weird since he signed a contract there. Is this defense going to be better or worse than last year?
5: I'm hoping that the, the D-line will be better. I think the secondary is a bigger concern than the D-line. I mean, Sioux, Wake, Williams, like they're a pretty scary line, but they are pretty old and... But, the, like, the D-line was pretty mediocre last year. I think the secondary has been downgraded from last year. I mean, Byron Maxwell is our, like, number one cornerback, and they still don't know who's going to be starting opposite him. Xavier Howard, who is their second-round draft pick, is injured. He's competing with Tony Lippett. I mean, the strongest part of the secondary is probably Rashad Jones at safety, but there are definitely a lot of holes in it. I mean, last year they had... Like a few weeks where you know they were at the top of the league defensive wise, but then completely crashed.
0: All right, so let's uh, let's move up the standings now. Let's go to uh, Dale and the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are a team that were eight and eight last year, and there were many weeks when they were you know dominating playoff teams, and they looked really really good. And then there were weeks when they were losing to teams like
1: Jacksonville. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
0: and then, um, and, you, and you did destroy the uh, Jets' playoff hopes, of course, at the uh, last moment. So I'm sure that felt good. But as, a, as our Jets fans can probably let you know, Rex Ryan's tenure, it tends to get uh, worse and worse year after year. So let's start with the offense, where Rex Ryan probably doesn't even know who's playing uh, on his offense. Is this, is this offense going to be better? or worse than last year. And last year, I think they were better than expected with Tyrod Taylor coming out of nowhere, really, to be a pleasant surprise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that they're going to get better this year and a number of different ways. So they are already top of the league rushing last year, and we have a pretty decent stable of running backs. Um, we just picked up Reggie Bush, which is pretty exciting, too, and he'll be a factor in the return game um so running I'm, I'm not too worried about running the ball i'm not too worried about passing the other hand i think we were, we were 28th <laughs> so near the bottom of the league last year so we can only get better um tyrod taylor's in his second year so i think he has already learned greg roman's system and in the second year is usually where you can hit your, hit your stride him and sammy watkins had a great connection last year and we have a couple other uh, great wideouts that or not great wideouts. actually taller wideouts that we've drafted. And that was really to solidify our um, our presence in the red zone. Actually, I think number one Buffalo was number one for touchdowns outside of the red zone last year. But when we were in the red zone, it was pretty abysmal. So, um, you know, I think what they're trying to do right now is to capitalize on taller with the taller receivers and, and uh, Charles play a tight end to make sure we can actually score when we make it to the red zone.
0: All right, and then defensively, this was a team Rex Ryan's first year. The run defense was pretty good. Is this defense can they maintain that level or even improve this year, or do you think they uh, take a little bit of a step back?
1: I I actually disagree to there. There, our defense was terrible last year comparatively. It was much better with Jim Schwartz in the previous years. Oh really? We, we, okay. We, we had uh, <laughs> we, we were, <laughs> that was the problem. Everyone thought we we were like a top four, top five defense the previous two years, and the everyone's like all like, oh yeah, this is this gets so much better with Rex Ryan. And we dropped down to be like a mediocre defense. So I think we can only get better after what happened last year on defense. We uh, we drafted Reggie Ragland, who was really great. We had some hopes with Shaq Lawson, but he got injured. <laughs> well, he got injured before he played a down, which is kind of frustrating. But we still have a pretty good front four and Kyle Williams, Jerry Hughes, uh, Marcel Darius. So yeah, I think we'll do we'll, we'll, we'll do better on defense than we did.
0: Uh, last year. Okay, so now now let's get to the Jets. Harold, last year when we had you on, it was uh, before Geno Smith got punched in the face. Now you're back with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, th- I think I read somewhere he's getting paid $12 million a year. There's no other quarterback, starting quarterback in the league, being paid between 7 and $15 million. So he's really like all his own and sort of like the very, very middle like replacement level as a starting quarterback. Is this offense going to be better than they were last year, or do you think uh, it- it's only downhill?
3: Uh, I don't think it was Ryan Fitzpatrick as, it, as much as it was Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, and a little bit of the run game with Chris Ivory. Uh, I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is all that good. I think uh, his receivers made him look good. I'm not a million percent convinced that James Smith would have been that much of a downgrade. I think he would have been a downgrade, but uh, as long as Ryan Fitzpatrick has Brandon Marshall and Thicker, I think he's going to look much better than he actually is.
0: All right, and what about the running game with uh, Matt Forte, who I've always liked, but now he's now he's on the wrong side of 30.
3: He is on the wrong side of 30, and uh, he's already looking like he's going to miss the first preseason game uh, because of a hamstring issue. So if this becomes an issue... Throughout the year, it might be a problem, especially since the Jets don't have great running back depth right now. They have Bilal Powell, who was a nice uh, surprise last year for them, uh, catching out of the backfield. But after that, uh, they don't really have much at the running back position. Uh, The one good thing I would say about Forte and and Powell is they're both threats to catch the ball out of the backfield, so that will add a little bit of an extra dimension to the Jets' offense. Uh, Last year, they had Ivory mostly back there, and Ivory was a powerful runner, but they had hands in stone. Really did a good job catching the ball out of the backfield. So I think they're going to have a little bit of an extra dimension uh, on all three downs this time. Last year they were able to, you were able to tell when they were going to throw out the backfield. They were put Powell, in, but this year Forte can catch out the backfield and so can Powell.
0: All right, and what about the defense? You um, you know, you gave an extension to Muhammad Wilkerson. You have a uh, Daryl Revis back, of course. This looks like a very, very good defense. But are they going to be as good as last year?
3: I do think they're going to be as good as last year. I think you're going to have. Leonard Williams coming off a strong rookie year, but I think he's going to even be better in uh, year two. Uh, at the safety position, I actually had Calvin Pryor, who was a first-round pick two years ago. I think he you know, showed flashes of why he was a first-round pick last year. So I think uh, the secondary is going to look strong. The real question in the secondary is going to be the second cornerback position opposite Darrell Rivas. There's talk about having Buster Screen, who's really more of a nickelback, playing the second corner. I don't know if that's necessarily a good idea. Maybe Marcus Williams, who had a nice season last year, can step up. and Maybe, but this is probably a little bit of a false hope, uh, D. Milner, their first-round pick from a few years back, can shed that status. He's looked good in the first few days of practice. Obviously, you can take that with a huge grain of salt. Uh, but maybe he can you know, step up and show flashes or show something and show us why he was a first-round pick a few years back.
0: All right, now let's get to the Patriots, the uh, team that wins the division every year, essentially. Boo! Mike. Hello, everybody. Mike. Hi. Is your, t- is your team going to be better or worse on offense than last year? And, and if you say better, you're gonna kicked off the podcast because you're <laughs> the starting the first four games of the year.
7: Well, uh, we'll see what happens when Jimmy G gets behind quarterback. But um, I remember being really excited last preseason about the two tight end sets with Gronk and Scott Chandler. So. Imagine my excitement about Martellus Bennett.
0: Yeah, you certainly have the most entertaining tight ends in the league between Bennett and Brock. Uh,
7: And I I like the the underrated uh, um, acquisition of Chris Hogan from the Bills. Some receivers just kind of have this kind of awakening when they join the Pats. So I'm hoping that uh, Mr. Hogan will turn into a very good number two.
1: The, the, hold on. If I, if I can interject for a second, uh, yes, I, I would tend to agree. A lot of Bills players tend to leave the Bills and do very well with the Patriots. So uh, <laughs> Chris Hogan is one of them. I think he's actually pretty good.
0: All right. And, uh, and then and what about defensively? The uh, the secondary still looks very good. Uh, you traded Chandler Jones. I think that's a, that's a, that's a big hole in the uh, defensive line. Is the defense going to be better or worse?
7: Um, I I honestly think, uh, if they stay healthy, I think they'll be, I think they'll be fine. Um, Jabal Sheard and, uh, and Chris Long are gonna swap time at that, uh, at that DM position that Chandler left. Uh, but, you know, it was important to, uh, kind of get Chandler Jones off the books because we're gonna have to re-sign guys like Jamie Collins, Donta Hightower, and, um, malcolm butler pretty soon so yeah i i think the defense will be fine i think they'll be a typical pats defense personally all
0: right so in conclusion i asked uh better worse for each team's offense and defense and everybody but the patriots thinks their offense and defense is gonna be better and the patriots thinks they're both gonna be uh equally good is that uh... my offense was
3: gonna be better (laughs) i think
0: oh okay all right (laughs) (laughs) all right okay so now now we're going to uh everybody's gonna get a chance to vote so uh some of these are not going to be uh too interesting or competitive but um we'll, we'll start with one of those who is the best coach in the division and uh mike we'll start with you who's the best coach in the division
7: <laughs> it's a tough one um i will say uh the biggest jerk in the division Mr. <laughs> the developer.
3: all right uh
0: Her- harold uh who's the best coach in the division i
3: refuse to name his name but he
0: at one point was the head coach of the New York Jets. I will say. That. All
3: right. Well, that could be. Wait, is that Rex Ryan? Is that for <laughs> Belichick? Who are you talking about? It was the, head of the New York Jets for I don't know, like
7: two, three hours. Like five minutes. All right. Okay, I believe Dale. he was
0: the HC of the NYJ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daryl, Esther, we have to go through the motions on this one. Uh, who's the who's the best coach in the division? Uh, I
5: feel like this he, is a he, trick he, question.
0: He yeah, she. All right. Okay. L- l- he, let's get to a more interesting question. All right. Who shall not um, be named? I'll put it that way. We we are. Okay, we are not counting Tom Brady because he's not playing the first four games. So the starting quarterbacks in September, who is the best quarterback in th- is this division? Esther, I'll start with you this time. Who's the best quarterback in the division?
5: I'd say Ryan Fitzgerald. Oh, Fitzpatrick. Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 um, sorry. That's fine. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Uh, still a hot take there. All right, uh,
0: what about you, Dale? Who do you think it is?
1: Believe me when I say this, I don't think this is with bias. I would say uh, Tyron Taylor. Well, I
0: mean, he was very good last year. He had the best numbers of the
1: existing quarterbacks in the division, that's for sure. And not only that, in the league, he was the most efficient passer in the league.
3: Yeah.
0: Harold, Harold who, uh, who's the best quarterback in the division until Brady comes back?
3: Basically, all of them are pretty terrible. But if I have yep. to give an edge, maybe Tannehill just because he might have the highest upside. He always oh, shows flashes, but I don't know if I really trust any of them.
0: All right, Mike. So, tiebreaker, who is the best quarterback in this division uh, in September? Give me
7: Tyrod.
3: Yeah. Oh, wow. so,
0: <laughs> I'm
7: taking Tyrod.
0: Two, one, to one. a group of quarterbacks. All right. To offense overall, Harold. Bob, who, who has the best offense in the division?
1: Are we really doing this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a problem with this division. There's no competitor. All right. So we're all going to say the Patriots are going to move on to defense, where I think there actually is a debate. So Esther, we'll start with you again. Who has the best defense in the division? I would say the Jets. All right. Dale?
1: I would say Bills.
0: All right, Harold Ov. I'll take the Jets. I would also take the Jets. Top five DVOA last year. All right, and and, uh, what about you, Mike? Make it uh, Jets. Oh, wow. Goes against his own path. All right, so the consensus of our fans is that the the Jets have the best defense. The Bills have the best quarterback, at least for the first uh, month of the year. And obviously the uh, Patriots have the best coach and the best offense.
3: Wait, how, why does special teams not count for anything in this podcast?
0: <laughs> because they don't really have predictive
4: value year over year. Well,
3: the Jets are going to be very bad on special teams. They always oh,
4: are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say one more thing that really bothered me I was just thinking about? In the Deadspin article, they switched what I said. Like, I was very specific, careful not to say that my son wants me to turn the channel to Peppa Pig because Peppa Pig is clearly on American TV. It is on
6: American TV it's on Nickelodeon it is oh, man. Nickelodeon that's a, big,
4: that's a big deal that's a big deal or Nick
6: Jr or whatever the fuck the I just thought oh, it was man. on Gotta eat some crow I just thought
4: Peppa Pig was on YouTube because my son just watches it on YouTube it,
6: trust me it's 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 very much on TV
4: my son would <laughs> my son would murder someone to watch five more minutes of
0: Peppa Pig why have I never heard of any of these things do you like show this to your kids on YouTube or they just find it themselves I don't know how they found it but now because my son watches the weirdest things on YouTube but he's not watching
5: you're, Peppa Pig you're, how do you not know what Peppa Pig is
4: does he Wait,
5: watch- what, is, what is Peppa Pig? It's a British... Well, Dale, you don't have kids, so you're it's excused. A,
6: it's this British bitchy pig.
5: <laughs> I don't have kids either.
6: Whose, whose father's a useless piece of garbage. <laughs> and
4: and her brother's adopted, is, is he, right? He, you know who her adopted? Is he? Is he? Because his name is George. It's I missed that They're Peppa Pig, Mommy Pig, Daddy Pig. His name is George. He's not George Pig. His name is George. He's no, he's name. George Pig. No, he's got a different last name.
0: So let me ask you a question. In this Peppa Pig show... Are the pigs, are they carnivores? Are they like human? Like, do they eat like like human food?
6: Yeah, they're like humans.
0: So do they eat like like barbecue? Like, do they eat pigs? Oh, good question. It's a good question. It's a good question. Well, I'll tell you why I asked. Because you know Olivia? You guys have the Olivia books, right? No, I no. think... Okay. So it's a Olivia's book? a series. Olivia is a series of kids' books, and Olivia is a pig. And in one of the books, Olivia goes to a barbecue. And I was horrified as I was turning the pages. But all they have at this barbecue is salad, which is a very bad barbecue. But also the least awkward barbecue you can have if you're
4: a family of pigs, I guess. I didn't hear the first half of this podcast, but this is definitely the best thing that's been so far. (laughs) This is much better than
6: when we did the schedules. I
4: I didn't know, like, an addict could have such bad internet. Listen, I'm in my... I also lied in that article. I said my mother-in-law's basement, but there's no basements in Florida, so I'm in an attic.
0: But but the entirety of South Florida is really like the basement of America.
4: I, that, like, hopefully we'll do renovation. and Just do a little circumcision, clip the whole thing off, let it float into the ocean. Oi. You might have to change your name, uh, Esther, because we were talking on the Seinfeld podcast. I, I mentioned that there's, uh, there's a, a big-time Olympian named uh, Vashti Cunningham, which is spelled Vashti. Uh, her dad is the famous quarterback, Randall Cunningham. And I said uh, all Orthodox Jews would be, like, super excited if there's a that there's a Olympian named Vashti. Uh, and they would think it would be super weird that, like, now people are naming their kids Vashti. And I got, like, a an email from a secular Israeli saying, like, why is it weird? Uh, like, Esther's clearly the villain of the Purim story and, and Vashti is the hero. Uh, so, like, of course you would... I guess this kid's... This guy's kids, like, dress up as Vashti for Purim. I don't know. But anyway, so just let you know you're getting – your name is getting edged out. You could be the last Esther.
5: I'll have to keep the legacy going. Wait, just to clarify, did
1: did you you say Randall Cunningham's kid's name was Vashti? Yeah, 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 Randall
4: Cunningham. She's, like,
0: 16 and in the Olympics. 16.
4: Uh, He also is Randall Cunningham Jr., but he didn't make the Olympics. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wait, what sport? A long jump. Okay, now I know who to cheer for. it's It's a good event. Uh, I'm I'm not going to bore you with the whole thing, but wait, hold on, Esther. I, if you I don't know, know who to cheer who for in the, if you don't know who to cheer yeah. for in
0: the Olympics, just go to Deadspin.
4: Ah, there's mm-hmm. an
0: article that'll tell you exactly who to cheer for in, in all 300. There actually is an article
4: just about just about uh, the long jump. That, that's not even my article. <laughs> Iniko McPherson. I knew you know, I
0: knew Akiva
6: was just using this podcast to plug his article.
4: I am I am curious if we get one listener from the, like the, you know, 65 Microsoft Word one space pages down like the very brief plug to this article, calling it the 147th best NFL podcast. I wonder if we're going to get one listener from it. If uh, like 50-something thousand people clicked on the article, you'd think that a few people, f- you know, scrolled all the way to the end probably.
0: So all those, yeah, and how many of them want to hear the 147th best podcast? About well, the NFL, they probably listened to is. the
4: number one Seinfeld podcast, as I wrote, and it was like, nah, this is not for me, and maybe they made their way here.
0: <laughs> so Welcome. <laughs>
6: Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here.
4: <laughs> we haven't come up with
0: a name for the segment because when I called it rant time, Akiva made fun of me. But we, uh, we're going to ask each of you to tell us like, what the, the, the player you hate the most on your team or the thing you hate the most on the team. the team. The thing that just annoys you the most is a fan of that team. All right, so Harold and Av. Uh, I, I will give this one to Av, actually. Av, tell us uh, the most frustrating thing about being a Jets fan.
6: The most frustrating thing about being a Jets fan. Wow, that's a good, good question. The most like this thing. year,
0: 2016. Who do you hate well, the most on this team?
6: Who do I hate the most on the team? I don't really hate anyone on the team. They're a bunch of nice guys.
0: <laughs> what about I, your owner? Your your owner is a Making America Great. Yeah, again. yeah. The owner, the owner. I was actually
6: thinking before. I think that the the Dolphins are the only team in the division that don't have an obvious Trump connection. Rex Rex Ryan is a Trump guy. And Tom Brady is a Trump guy. And Woody Johnson is a Trump guy. So you know what? I'm looking okay, for so, the Dolphins this year.
0: All right. <laughs> okay. So you've got nothing objectionable about your team other than the owner
6: i don't care for d milliner getting hurt every
0: year you just cut that <laughs> yeah let's let's get some d milliner hate all right esther the tell one me, tell me who do you hate on the dolphins the most
5: i hate that every single year they seem like they just completely collapse and don't even want to win it's very hard to watch as a fan
0: what about your coach making the guys run suicides in like mid-october <laughs>
5: Dan Campbell, our tight ends yeah. coach. <laughs> yeah. Former tight ends coach. Yeah. yeah. Tight end to head coach. You know, under yeah. Eyes. Yeah. It was cute when he interviewed for the job this year, but, I mean, I think Adam Gates was a good hiring. <laughs> but, yeah, I just hate that they always just seem, like, really soft.
4: Where is, where is Dan Campbell? Is he, like,
5: I think he's lifting Jim Thomas yeah. in the basement
4: <laughs> somewhere right now.
5: He's definitely at the gym.
4: Did Dan Campbell get a job in the NFL?
5: He, said he went to New yeah. Orleans.
4: Okay. Is it a gold gym? (laughs) All right. Um,
0: Dale, tell us uh, who who you hate the most on this Bills
1: team. Uh, Hate is a strong word, but I do not – I guess I hate his performance, and I'm very disappointed by EJ Manuel. Mm -hmm. Uh, EJ, I had such high hopes for him, and he uh, had his opportunity to shine last year. In London against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, and he immediately threw back-to-back pick sixes, <laughs> which allowed the Jaguars to win. So, I'm I'm disappointed in EJ. Truly, one of the, the delights this year.
4: What a great game that London Jaguars Bills game! I think I'm going to rewatch that tonight as I go to sleep. The Jaguars Bills game. All right, and uh,
0: Mike, uh, with that team full of cheaters, which one do you find most distasteful? <laughs>
4: I think the only clean guy on the team
7: i love bill belichick the coach i think bill belichick the guy is kind of a scummy guy and i also don't like the fact that you know we we can't have a legit season without a controversy so i'd like for this year to be the year that there's no scandal
0: (laughs) i I like the very uh, passive voice in which that was said
7: (laughs) i am getting crushed on this podcast
0: Okay, so now we're going to skip ahead to the predictions, but we're doing it. So if you remember last year, I'd ask everybody we go through the, the schedule, and they oh, would make yeah. your, and you'd make your predictions. This year, we're doing it in reverse. We're going to ask the fans of the other three teams to predict for each team. All right. So we're, the way we're going to do it, we'll start with the Patriots. And uh, I'll say a game on the schedule and just in succession, uh, Bills fan, Jets fans, Dolphins fans, just say win or loss. And if it's, you know, if it's 3-0 or 2-1, of course, uh, we'll move ahead. We might have a 2-2 vote, actually, because we have two Jets fans. So we'll, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But, OK, so we're going to start with the, uh, the Patriots. 2016, remember, the first four games were with Jimmy Garoppolo. Week one at Arizona. Is that a win or a loss? Mike Clark, you don't get to talk.
1: So as the Bills fan, I will say that they're going to lose at, at, uh, at Phoenix, or Arizona, sorry. I'm Dating myself. <laughs> yeah.
5: I also have that loss. Loss. I'm gonna say lose. All
0: right. Uh, week two, they come home. Season opener against the Dolphins.
1: I'm thinking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna say win. I don't. Think, I, don't I don't think. They'll, I don't think they'll drop two in a row.
3: I also say win. Win.
5: I'm gonna go with win. <laughs> All right, one and one. Uh, am I not allowed to pick? <laughs>
0: All
3: right, uh, they,
0: they they have a three game home streak here, uh, and they're pretty easy games uh, for Garoppolo. Week three at home against Houston. Not that JJ Watt's easy, but he's at home at least. Dale, is that a win or a loss? Win.
3: Loss.
0: Win. Win. And then the last game with Garoppolo, Buffalo, another division game. Dale, what happens? Oh, here?
1: they're gonna they're gonna lose this game. <laughs>
6: They're going
0: to beat Buffalo at home. I'll say Buffalo wins this game. Uh, the Patriots. Oh, wait. So we have two to two here. <laughs> I know. Akiva, are you here, Akiva? I'm here. Fine. So in week four, you got to break our tie. The last game of Garoppolo, they're play- they're hosting the Buffalo Bills. New England or uh, New Buffalo. England. Okay. So New England's three and one with Garoppolo. And then uh, the next week, a uh, very tough game for Tom Brady's debut. It's at Cleveland. Dale, win or loss?
1: Oh, they're going to win. Win?
2: Yeah. They'll
0: win. win. All right, next week. Okay, so now they're 4-1, so they really did not seem to suffer from that suspension at all. Tough game against Cincinnati in Week 6.
1: Loss. They're going to win.
0: Win. Win. All right, and then the next week they go to Pittsburgh at 5-1. and one.
1: This is tough.
0: You've got them losing a lot of games, Dale, but you're getting outvoted here. Right
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's just because they have consensus doesn't mean they're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe the Patriots
0: will go 4-12 this year from your mouth to God's ear
1: okay so I, I'm going to say they're going to win in, yeah they'll, they'll win
3: I think they will lose at Pittsburgh
1: I also think they'll lose at Pittsburgh sure they'll lose at Pittsburgh
0: okay 5-2 and two. continue the road the road trip at Buffalo Dale I know what you're going to say here
1: no I actually think this is characteristic of Buffalo they're going to do well in the early in the season and they're going to drop it later in the season so I say that Patriots win at Buffalo well, the Patriots will win at Buffalo
3: Win.
0: when? Okay, now they have their bye week. Six and two. Come home to face Seattle on Sunday Night Football.
6: Ooh, that's a good game. When's that? Is there going to be a debate that night?
0: November thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will be. Uh, <laughs> you <Yeah, laughs> know, there'll be a lot of flights out of the country <laughs> or people breathing a sigh of relief. But the Patriots have a bye week over the elections that Tom Brady can campaign for. Yeah, his so goodbye. Tom Brady, Tom
6: Brady's going to be upset. For the November thirteenth game.
5: So I'm
1: oh going to say
6: yeah, Seattle
0: wins. That, make, that makes sense. He, he's in mourning. His buddy is uh, no longer a candidate for president.
1: Uh, I'm going to say S- Seattle wins. I'm
5: going to say the Patriots win.
3: I would agree with that. The Patriots are going
0: to win. Akiva, break our 2-2 tie. What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> are you even thinking? The Patriots yeah, are hosting attention. Seattle Sunday Night Football in Week 10. And Seattle wins. All right, so 6-3. and three. Then they go to San Francisco the next week.
3: I think they're, they're going
0: to
1: win against San Fran.
3: They will beat the 49ers.
1: Win. Okay. Then they play the Jets the next week. I think New York will win somehow.
0: That's also Sunday Night Football. Jets fans?
6: Uh, Patriots yeah. going to win that
5: game? Yeah, Patriots will win. going to
3: say the Jets will win. Nice. Wait, Harold, what about you? What do you think I'm going to say? Of course the Jets are going to win that game. <laughs> oh,
5: wow. So Patriots drop to 7-4. and four.
0: There might be a race in the division. Uh, they come home now in December. They host the Los Angeles Rams.
6: See, really, we should have done this week by week for all the teams so we would know what, everyone, what the other team's records are. <laughs> <laughs> like, was... the, Jets, the Jets game we just played, was that an interesting game? Yeah, you need to know what the, the Jets, Jets were actually six? trying. Yeah. I, was I at the game? Was it a big game? Or are
3: they already out? We don't know. No, like, so They're yeah. like one in seven at that point. <laughs>
1: uh, all right. I, I'm going to say they beat Los Angeles, which is, just sounds weird to say, but yeah. yeah.
5: Beat LA. Win.
0: Okay. Uh, then they're at home the next week. Monday Night Football against the Ravens, who usually play the Pats close, although who knows what the Ravens are doing this year.
1: I say Ravens win.
6: Uh, Pats win.
1: Pats win. All right. Then they go at Denver. Denver.
3: Denver, yeah.
0: I agree.
3: I, I think the Patriots win that game.
0: Okay. So they are down to 9-5. and five. Now they host the Jets in Week 16.
1: Mm, they're gonna beat the Jets at home. The
3: Patriots will
6: win. Win, win.
0: Definitely win. All right, ten and five. They end the season at Miami on New Year's.
1: They're gonna beat Miami in. In yeah, sorry, they're gonna beat Miami.
3: Agreed. The Patriots will
0: win. All right. Okay. So you guys are the Patriots at eleven and five, which is reasonable. Mike Clark, how do you feel about the Patriots going eleven and five?
7: Well, I feel good about it. That's what I predicted they would go last year. They did me a game better. You know, just following along with you guys. I'm picking my own games here silently. Uh, I actually have 10-6, so uh, who
0: knows, man. Oh, so they're showing you too
4: much respect, you think?
7: Well, you, you, you know, I, I like to set low expectations for my Is team
4: there is. any truth to the rumor that Mike's become a Broncos fan?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to do the Jets now. So, Esther, you go first. Uh, Mike, you go second. And then, uh, Dale, you go third. And if okay. the other two both say the same thing, then we don't even need you, Dale. So <laughs> 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 now that we, Okay, so, Esther, uh, week one, the Jets host the Cincinnati Bengals win. Oh, wow. No. Jets will lose. All right. 0-1. Then on short rest, they got three days to go to Buffalo, and they're playing at Buffalo on Thursday night, Esther. Lose. Uh, (laughs) They will win. What? Buffalo will stomp them Thursday night. All right. So the Jets start 0-2, and it doesn't get any easier. Now they, they have 10 days off, but they go at Kansas City. Win. Lost. This schedule is brutal to start the season. Wow. Dale? I say they lose again. All right, 0-3. Now they're at home against Seattle. Lose. The schedule is
1: disastrous.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a loss. All right, 0-4, and and then they go
1: at Pittsburgh. By some miracle, they'll get their act together. I don't think they'll go 0-5. Esther, 0-4 at Pittsburgh in Week 5. Lose. Win. Oh, wow.
0: They win in Pittsburgh, 1-4. And And again, it does not get easier because the next week they go at Arizona on Monday night. Lose. (laughs) Loss. Lose. Okay, 1 and 5. Then they come home, they face Baltimore. Win. Win. 2 and 5 Win. at Cleveland in week 8. Win.
1: Win. Win.
0: Okay, 3 and 5 at Miami in week 9. Lose. Win.
1: Win. Lose.
0: 3 and 6 and then last game before the bye at home against the LA
1: Rams. Win. Loss. Win.
0: All right, so they start 0-4, and they're going into Pittsburgh in Week 5. And so to flip that around and all of a sudden be 4-6 and six going into the break is not so bad. So they're 4-6 after the break. They start Sunday Night Football against the Patriots at home. i lose. Win. To be consistent, win. All right, five and 5-6. Wow. And uh, the next week, Monday Night Football at home again against the Colts. Win. Loss. Win. Okay, so timeout. Uh, we're going to bring our Jets fans on, all three of you. Come back on for a second. The Jets start the season 0-4. They go into Pittsburgh in week five. You think there's no chance they're going to drop to 0-5. All of a sudden, they turn it around. They're 6-6 six and six on a three-game winning streak entering uh, mid-December. How are you guys feeling now? I'm looking forward
6: to seeing the 30-for-30
0: 30 30 about this season. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, okay. Now you guys go away for a second. Okay. Week, uh, so now let's see if they can keep their winning streak going. They got to across the country. They play San Francisco in a late game on Sunday afternoon at San Fran. Esther?
7: Win.
1: Loss. Win.
0: Wow, seven and six. Then they come home to face the Dolphins on Saturday Night Football. Lose. Win.
1: Lose. Oh,
0: wow. Seven and six. They got all the momentum. They just won three in a row against a couple of good teams. They lose to drop to seven and seven, probably knocking themselves out of the playoffs because the next week they got to go at New England on Christmas Eve. And they're going to lose. Yeah. All right. 7-8. 7-8. Let's see if they can do what the Bills did last year and uh, and, and beat them and get back to 500 at least in end the season. What happens at home against Buffalo in Week 17?
1: Win. win. I'll be at this game, and they will lose.
0: All right. Okay, so the Jets are going to go 8-8. Eight eight. Jets fans, how do you feel about that?
3: That's what I would have said uh, going through the schedule myself as well. I don't think they're going to be going into Pittsburgh, but I think they'll find a, one of the five first six games, they'll find a way to win one of those games. Uh, and I think they'll be pretty good in the second half of the season, mainly because they don't play... Uh, that many good
0: teams at the end of the season. Wait, so Avakiva, last year Harold thought they go 11 and five. you thought they go like seven and nine. So if he thinks they'll go in eight, does that mean you guys think they'll go like four and twelve?
3: No
6: I, I think that this team is about a seven win team. I think that's what they were last year. I think last year they had an easy schedule. They played a little bit better than they were this year they have a harder schedule, so they'll probably be more like you know five, six, seven wins in that range. I don't I think the team is pretty similar.
0: Yeah, so our Jets fans are more pessimistic, although that was true for the Patriots as well. So, Akiv, it's interesting. We wanted to do it this way so that we wouldn't get so much Homer picks, but so far the Homers are predicting fewer wins than the uh, than the uh, their yeah, opponents. Yeah, uh,
4: yeah, you know, I I think that you, what happens when a team starts one and six or zero oh and six or or something like that is they could either melt down completely, quit on the coach, and go three and thirteen. So
0: this is really all about Todd Bowles, you're saying.
4: Or the coach could have them playing hard, and it doesn't—you know—their <laughs> previous record doesn't really matter. But yeah, they, they, and they stupidly scrape together seven wins, which is seems to be what a lot of people <laughs> are saying they're going to do. Um, obviously, I'm just rooting for the four and twelve version of it.
0: All right. Okay. So let's get to the Bills. We will start with Mike. You go first. Esther, you go second, so we don't even need to hear our Jets fans, unless you guys disagree, since there's too many Jets fans and they're confusing us. All right. So week one, the Bills go at Baltimore. Win. Lose. All right, okay, Jets fans, what happens in week one?
3: Bills
6: win. Agreed. I say win,
0: too. Oh, wow. Oh, a win at Baltimore. So you guys do not think that Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback. All right, week two at home against the Jets. It's a loss. Win. Okay, Jets fans, we need you again.
3: Loss. I think the Jets win that
0: game. Okay, so Bills lose at home, one and one. Week three, at home against Arizona. Loss against Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> lose. They go at New England in week four. Uh, lost. Lose. All right, one and three. They go at Los Angeles. Win. Win. Wait, nobody respecting that. Uh, LA Rams. Uh, Jared Goff. All right, so two and three. They come home to face San Francisco. Win. Win. All right, three and three. They go to Miami. Uh, win. Win. Oh wow, you. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> not <you're> a, <laughs> uh, <it's> a four and <laughs> three, and now they're home against New England. Can they get revenge? lost. Yeah. Loss. Okay, four and four, and then uh, Monday Night Football at Seattle.
5: Lose.
0: And now after the bye at Cincinnati. Lose. All right, four and six. Uh, Rex Ryan uh, on the hot seat, and uh, they play at home against Jacksonville.
7: Win.
0: Win. Okay, then they go at Oakland. Loss. Yeah. Win. Oh, five and six. What happens in this game, Jets fans?
3: Loss. lose. lose.
6: I'll I'll agree with Harold.
0: Boo. Okay, so five and seven. Five and seven. Now you got you, you gotta win out really to have a chance at the playoffs in uh week fourteen at home against Pittsburgh. There's a must win. You're five and seven.
3: Loss. Yes. Win. That is a loss for the Bills.
0: All right, five and eight. Season uh spiraling out of control. You get to uh there's nothing better, and that's an error than to get to play the Cleveland Browns. Win. win. All right, six and eight. Now you play the Dolphins going for the season sweep. That's a win. In win. All right, seven and eight. And just like last year, playing the Jets in the last week of the year, trying to win to get to 500. In New York this time. Uh, when? Wins. Wins. I'll just pointing out that you guys predicted yeah, they, the Jets. Yeah, they changed their the position <laughs> from two minutes ago. <laughs> oh, well, that's, fine. that's fine. That's fine. Last year, again, their league as a whole was like 100 games over 500. So we have the Jets and Bills both going 8-8. Eight eight.
6: They're both, they're both going to win the
0: last game. <laughs> Dale, how do you feel about 8-8 eight eight for the Bills again this year? And once again, no playoffs.
1: Uh, I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked, and I, and I, I think it's a mixed blessing. I think I'll be sad. It'll be 17 years in a row, but I think I'd be happy to see Rex Ryan go. All
0: right, so now let's get to the Dolphins, and we'll go uh, we'll go Dale first, Mike second, and then again, we won't get to our army of Jets fans unless we need them. So Dale first, Mike second. The Dolphins trying to avoid a, a rough start like last year, but the schedule, just like last or I don't remember actually last year. I just know they lost all those games, but it's not doing them any favors at the beginning of the year. Week one at Seattle. loss, loss. Week two at New England. Loss. Loss. All right, week three, the biggest gimme on a schedule at home against Cleveland.
1: Win. To
0: win. All right, and then week four at Cincinnati on Thursday night, three nights short rest.
1: Loss. Loss. All right, this so one painful. and three
0: with three brutal road games against three of the top five or six teams in the league. All right, now I come home for a long time. So week five at home against Tennessee.
1: Win.
7: Win.
0: Week six at home against Pittsburgh. Loss. Loss. All right, two and four. Uh, then week seven at home against Buffalo. Loss. Win. All right, Jets fans, who wins when the Bills host the Dolphins?
3: Bills win. Bills.
0: And then uh, you host the Jets after the bye week. Win. Yeah. Jets fans? Jets win that game. Win. Okay, wait, win for who? For the Jets. Okay, so yeah, Dolphins, Dolphins <laughs> dropping to two and six, and uh, then they go to California for a couple of weeks. Uh, week one at San Diego, or come on, guys. Oh,
1: uh, loss. loss!
0: All right, two and seven, and then they go at Los Angeles Rams. Win, boy. So, you guys think that everybody in the uh, AFC East is going to sweep the Rams this year? Yeah, all right, that's three and seven. Then uh, they go They uh, another game against San, Fr- uh, San Francisco at home. Uh, they're going to win. Loss. Yes. Jets fans? The
3: offense will beat the 49ers.
0: All right. All right. That's fine. That's four and seven. Then uh, week 13, they go at Baltimore. Baltimore, Miami. That was a yeah. horrible game last year. Uh, they're going to win. Yeah. In Baltimore. In Baltimore. Yeah. What happens? Jets fans, tiebreaker.
6: Loss.
4: Loss. Okay. F-
0: four and eight. Then you uh, play the Cardinals at home. Loss. Loss. Yeah. Four and nine. And then at the Jets. Win, win. Wow, <laughs> they go into New York and win. That makes them five and nine, and then they go at Buffalo the next week. Loss, loss. All right, five and ten, and then at home against the Patriots to end the season.
1: Loss. Win. Oh wow, you think your passing to lose that game? Just they do it do every year,
7: game. Week Seventeen in Miami.
1: Patriots will win. It. Loss. I would let me change. It. I would say Dolphins win only because I think Patriots won't care at that point. <laughs> Okay. Wait.
0: So are we tied at two to two now on this game?
6: No. All right. Someone has to wake up Akiva.
0: Akiva. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> All right. Week seventeen. Dolphins host the Patriots. Who uh, wins? New England. Okay. So I just want to point out that uh, last year this division was uh, twelve and four for the Patriots, ten and six for the Jets, eight and eight for the Bills, six and ten for the Dolphins. You guys have it almost exactly the same this year. Patriots win it again at eleven and five. Jets and the Bills, both eight and eight. Uh, so Jets a little worse, but both out of the playoffs. In uh, Miami, uh, five and eleven. So
5: not much changing this division. Uh, Garoppolo or no Garoppolo? Womp womp. I'm not into this five and ten thing. Five and eleven.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to ask you, Esther. How do you feel about yeah. the Dolphins being predicted to go five and eleven?
5: You know, I think that it's going to be pretty easy to exceed those expectations, but I'm okay with that.
0: When you have a division like this, where you have three teams that are kind of similar, in the Jets, uh, Bills, and Dolphins, the Jets, like the the other two, are gonna like look for whoever they think is the weakest, and they're just gonna gang up on them. So I'm not really surprised.
3: When the Jets have a, have a quarterback like Ryan Fitzgerald, you know you have to be very. <laughs> oh,
1: shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys uh, do have Mario Williams and Damaconso. So you're you're you're. Cam- oh, they
0: have like the 2013 Pro Bowl team. On
1: and Cameron Wake, come
0: on. Okay, so guys, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Uh, thank you to everybody but our co-host Akiva for showing up on time. Mm. I was 30 for th- <laughs> I was 32 for 32 last year. So, yeah. Do you know how impossible this is going to be to edit since we did it completely out of order and there's like seven guests. <laughs> Listen, All right. That's yeah, so uh, to luck. recap the AFC Yeah, to recap the AFC East, we have uh, the New England Patriots winning the division at 11 and 5. It is a perfectly equilibrium 500 division with the Jets and Bills at 500 and the Dolphins at 5 and 11. Our best coach our best offense, and our roster game champion all reside in New England, while uh, Tyrod Taylor is the best quarterback in the division, in a surprise, and the Jets have the best defense. So that's basically the well, uh, consensus opinions of Michael Hodge. Well, they of, don't, uh, they don't reside
4: in New I'm sure, like, Michael Clark is a New England fan, but I assume he's mo- Oh, we know he doesn't reside in New England. Oh, he sh- resides wherever the best team. Uh, yeah, are. I assume he's moved to Cleveland since the Cavs won the title to be closer to, you know, his favorite basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Mike what? Clark...
7: You uh, say th- something? I'm sorry, I not pay attention.
0: <laughs> Mike, thanks for... Uh, yeah, that's a good burn of Akiva, by the way. <laughs> Mike, thank you for joining us. You're on Twitter at Unsuccess story. is that correct? Sure yep. Yep. Uh, D- Dale, thank you for joining us. You're Dale Q. Hodge. Esther, yep. you are E.N. Birnbaum. And Av, you are A. Sinensky. And Harold, you are H. Rosengarten. Right. So, guys, thank you very much. Uh, terrible luck to all your teams this year, uh, especially... Well, terrible luck, obviously, to the Patriots. I don't really care about these other teams at all.
1: <laughs> Thanks,
0: appreciate it. <laughs> and that's that's how I wrap up the podcast. So, <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thanks,
7: guys.
4: Bye. 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 Bye.